maybe that brings up a little uh, trepidation or anxiety, but if you can relax, you might also feel the opening. That, that part of your brain isn't occupied with the phone, the electronics, the incessant flow of information, fragmented communications. So it's also beautiful in that uh, painting, often there are these deva spirits um, with their hands below the horse hoofs to, to quiet the horse hoofs as he, uh, as he leaves the kingdom. And they're very happy. The devas are very happy to be helping him lead his kingdom. And that renunciation is not meant as a self-punishment. It's not meant as an austerity to make life harder. It's to actually head towards happiness head towards a happiness that's hard to find in conventional living where there are so many choices to be made and then we find ourselves a little bit overwhelmed with stimulation, information, fragmented choices. And so uh, throughout this retreat, whatever we're suggesting, our conventional selves may look at it as a hardship. But as we go into the practice, all the choices we're making can be connected with loving-kindness practice, loving-kindness for yourself, loving-kindness for others as we get more present, as our hearts and minds become more whole. It's a gift to ourselves and it's a gift to others, which is a beautiful part about loving-kindness practice and making it the intention of the many days we're here together is that it's all about kindness. It's all about being kind to yourself and not as some end result where you could be unkind to yourself and then hope that there's some kind result. But the very mode at which we're practicing, people discover a more and more kind way to be present with yourself, to be mindful, to go through renunciation practices, but it doesn't taste like this is a cruelty for myself, but I guess I'll do it. Like, no, no, this is actually a kindness to myself. And more and more of the practice can be born directly out of a kind relationship to yourself and a kind relationship to others. So that will, <clears throat> that will be the basis of what we'll explore throughout the retreat, but specifically today, we're going to practice a simple form of metta practice, a simple form of loving-kindness practice, which is uh, just kindly attending the present, attending the present kindly. What that will look like is that we'll have sitting practices and walking practices as our formal meditation, but also there's eating practices and resting or walking after a meal. There's all through whatever your, uh, your work service is during the retreat to see if you can actually do those activities connected with an intention of kindness. So what that will look like is we take a posture in the hall here, one of the three still formal uh, postures, standing or sitting, and for those people who need to, um, lying down. We ask that you talk with one of the managers before you just lie down, because there wouldn't be room for everybody to lie down. But those people who are lying down uh, usually have a medical issue to be kind to their bodies. They have to take that lying down posture here. But for the rest of us, it will be sitting or standing still. 
we take that posture as a gift to our bodies to be still. Our bodies are not used to being still, so it doesn't always feel like a gift, but we can at least intend that the posture we're in is to relax our bodies and not put them in a mode where they have to be making choices and keeping up with the speed of the mind, that the mind is giving peacefulness to our bodies by letting them sit still, letting them relax, and then inviting the heart and mind to relax as well. So let's find ourselves in a posture that's comfortable for our bodies. That would help our bodies be still. Allow yourself to take a few deep breaths in and out. And in just in this simple breathing, we're given full permission to let go of the past. We don't have to have an active relationship to the past. So you get to relax. Any burdens, complications, and then if you're visiting memory, it might be by habit or it might be by choice. We're going to relax the habit of having to uh, reflect upon the past. Sometimes this symbolizes to myself, I take a deep breath in and I, in the exhale, I exhale out any ways that I'm overly tied to the past. Then take another deep breath in, connecting me to the present, the freshness. And then exhale, release, relax. We're invited to do this for the future. Our our concepts of the future. We have habits of planning, habits of thinking about the future. We're also invited in to breathe in and breathe out and relax. All the complications and burdens related to our sense of the future And then what's left over is this simple flow of present time experiences. Sounds come and go, thoughts come and go. Body sensations come and go, the breath comes and goes. So we're in a simple stream of the present. 
And very patiently, we're giving ourselves many days to more deeply align with that present stream. Being relaxed around the habits of our mind that wander, get tangled up in thoughts again. As a practice of kindness, we'll intentionally bring in patience. As a practice of kindness, we'll not scold ourselves when that happens. As a practice of kindness, we'll guide our attention back to the simple sensation of breathing be restful in the present. Welcoming kindness and patience, we breathe in. Welcoming kindness and patience, we breathe out. Inviting ourselves into relaxation, stillness and ease. And the metta or loving kindness that we're Cultivating here is the way we approach our presence or awareness of our bodies, the awareness of breathing. We want the approach of practice that tastes like kindness. Friendliness. Benevolence gentleness,
So the first movement of kindness in our meditation is the welcoming of relaxation, of patience, of ease. To appreciate the body we're in, letting it breathe, letting it breathe and be relaxed. And then a second quality of care is kind attentiveness. So we relax, and then we might relax and find that we space out a little easily, or in the relaxation, our minds start to wander and be adrift. And so we bring in the quality of kind attentiveness. But you might feel what it's like as you breathe in, relaxed, kind, attentive. You might feel what it's like as you breathe out, to just be aware that you're breathing. That will be our through line today and you can follow this through line through the retreat. One part of kindness is acceptance, ease, relaxation. And from that basis, we can do the second part of kindness, which is attentiveness, Present time awareness. Especially today to change our a focus of our attention from our thoughts where many of us spend our days conventionally to reorient our attention towards our bodies. Gently and patiently reorienting our attention to appreciate simple breathing. The overall sense of our bodies, the posture it's in. Maybe at times we can feel deeper into our bodies, feel our body sensations. We start especially with the body sensations that feel neutral or pleasant. We don't have to fight sensations of pain, but maybe to establish the ease. We won't focus directly on pain, but we can include pain as being part of the body. Guide our attention towards Simple present time experiences, letting go of habits of thinking, being aware of our bodies, being aware of our in and out breathing.
every now and then it can be helpful to pass your attention more deeply through your body to make sure you're not holding unconscious tension in your body. That may look like feeling your breath, maybe feeling your shoulders go up and down and your chest expanding, relaxing. Taking a moment to feel your shoulders and your shoulder blades and your back. Every breath can also be felt in the back of your rib cage. Patiently relaxed and attentive. Become aware of our mid-backs and lower backs. Supported by breath and the intention to be kind. Aware of our hips. Below our hips, where the weight of our body is being supported from underneath. And become kindly aware of our upper legs. Doing this at any pace on your own at some times. We can open to our lower legs. Our ankles and our feet. Coming up to our shoulders, we can go down our arms, our upper arms, our lower arms. our wrists, our hands, and our fingers. Awareness 
flavored with kindness, ease, attentiveness, our shoulders again we can include our neck and our throat I'm aware of our face sometimes going slow and in detail is enjoyable sometimes we relax become aware of the face Include the sides of our head with our ears on either side. I'm aware of the back of our heads. Maybe there are sensations. Maybe you're just aware that we have a back of our head. And the tops of our head. Notice we're not trying to improve anything. We're practicing patience, kind attentiveness, patiently planting seeds of kind mindfulness, kind presence. Welcome to move through your body again at any speed that holds your attention or return back to simple in and out breathing. If sensations of pain start to accumulate in your body and it starts to stress your attention, you're welcome to slowly and quietly shift to a second posture to relieve that pain. 
And for some people, that might be coming all the way up to standing for five or ten minutes. Might return circulation to your body, relieve a part that's slightly inflamed, especially on the first day. And you're welcome to return to sitting whatever you want. It might just be a slight adjustment of your posture. And then returning to this very simple practice. Feeling what it's like as you breathe in, as you breathe out. Maybe aware of more of your body. Relaxed. Gentle, patient.
you can find that the breath is a great experience for remembering. It's one part welcoming in and an equal part letting go. So we attend to the present, to the fresh arising of an equal part of relaxing, not holding on to, letting go. And with this metta practice, we're being mindful that we're doing this with an inner tone, an inner quality of metta, this loving kindness, benevolence, gentleness. That will be the foundation of all the practices we'll teach this week. In a moment, we'll have a chance to see if you have any questions about that instruction or what you experienced in practice. But there are a few announcements about the schedule today. The first is to remind you that um, this afternoon will be the first of the afternoon uh, yoga classes. And that will be in the upper walking hall. So across this hallway, there's a stairwell that goes up, and Rasika will be teaching uh, 2.30, a yoga program, which is optional. Uh, if you want to come in and just have the sit here, you're more than welcome to do that. And then in the morning, there will be a little uh, yoga to start the morning, starting tomorrow, that will lead into a sit, and that will be an hour long. Please come on time uh, for that tomorrow. For the yoga class this afternoon, uh, you'll begin yoga up there and then you'll stay. Uh, there'll be a sitting after yoga uh, that will continue in the upper hall so you won't trickle down to join that particular sitting, the 2.30 to 3.30 sitting. So if you start up there, you're welcome to leave the class if you want and go walking or sit elsewhere, but I ask you not to come into the hall. That's generally to... Uh, to come on time for the sits. And if for some reason you happen to be late, people will be forgiving. But uh, don't wander in without... Uh, please come on time, I guess. Simplest way to say it, so the hall has a chance to settle. And then if you need to leave, use the bathroom, or you can't stay to the end, then please stay outside again so the room can be as still as possible for the sitting practices.
Today's schedule is just alternating sitting and walking. It's posted up on the bulletin board outside. Um, we'll begin meeting with you all uh, in groups and individually, and that whole that process will start tomorrow. So we'll describe in detail what the groups are for and what the individual meetings are for. But we'll give everybody a day to practice and settle in, and it takes a day or two to settle in. So please be patient with yourself, care for yourself in that process, have faith. Um, uh, Christine is going to offer a slot for a few uh, sign-ups, and the times and the place to sign up will be posted on one of the pillars outside. And that's just if there's some uh, there's something that's so challenging today that you couldn't wait till tomorrow or the day after. So it's not just to get to know Christina, which as her partner, I can I tell you is a great experience. <laughs> but the signups are not just uh, for tea and hang out. They're, they're, there's a challenge coming up about today. And it's, it would be very difficult to just practice through that challenge. That's what signups would be for today. There'll be more signups tomorrow and a whole... And half of you will be seen tomorrow, the other half the following day, just to give you an anticipation of when that might happen. Yeah. <clears throat> and so um, in leaving uh, notes for teachers or managers, um, if you've left a note and you see your note has been picked up, in a timely fashion, see if it's been responded to. So they're trying hard to have that uh, be a functional mode of communication. Please sign your notes so we can get back to you. Um, and then uh, try not to ask complicated questions through notes. So getting a little piece of paper that has a tiny script on it, asking about the interworkings of karma and the mind and we so want to respond to that, but then we have to do the same thing on a little piece of paper and uh, see if you can leave your questions for times in the hall for questions or those individual meetings, the really complicated ones. But the notes are more for logistics um, or if you need to be seen uh, in a more timely manner. But try to hold back on the complicated Dharma questions done by note. Okay, are there any questions? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. So um, you'll also see on the schedule that there are two affinity sits. They're at 12 o'clock each day, and there's a BIPOC affinity group for the black, indigenous, and people of color students. And it's in the lower walking room, which you can get to by going down these stairs or there's a little uh, worn path coming out the other side, so you can go into the lower walking hall either way. And it's 12 o'clock for the BIPOC sit, and 6.30 for the LGBTQI plus uh, group. So if you belong to either of those groups, self-identify, you can go and sit. Um, we found that it's incredibly supportive to get at least one time a day for people to sit with people who share that identity and it gives a tremendous amount of support on these retreats. And so that's what they're there for. They're optional. If you go once, you don't have to go every time. 
you haven't gone once, you're allowed to go the next time. And they're just for silent sitting. So there'll be no more than uh, just sitting together, doing your practice as you would in the hall here, but doing it with your affinity group. Any questions you have uh, logistically or about your practice? Yeah, in the back. So can you speak up a, a little bit? Yeah. 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 The question is how to deal with flashbacks when they come up in your practice and letting go of the past. So <clears throat> uh, when I, when, often when we talk about letting go, we don't talk about pushing away it's just that we have a habit of holding and we're trying to relax that. And so give yourself permission to relax the past and even a little more because it breaks a habit. Mind, you really don't have to go and intend the past. We might do that intentionally, but for the most part, we're letting the past rest like a, like a photo album on a shelf. We're not throwing it away. We might pull it off and look at it, but we're inviting our minds to relax. Out of habit, our mind will go to the past a lot. So a part of the patience of the practice is seeing that our minds have gone to the past and then relaxing that, coming back. In terms of flashbacks, <clears throat> um, since we're not making them happen, flashbacks are a bit like, uh, that's just what's happening. And although we didn't intend it, flashbacks are happening. Strong memories come. And like anything that would arise on its own, you say, okay, this is what's happening now. And I don't add fuel. I'm not trying to make it happen. But if that's what's happening, like, be almost like, what do you do if your hands get cold? Well, you try to send them kindness. So if flashbacks happen without a lot of emotion connected to them, it would just be the mind having vivid memory or recall. Sometimes when people have flashbacks, it almost intones that there is something charged about it. And in that case, you want to uh, support yourself while stronger memory is coming up. A couple of ways to work with that. And we'll talk about techniques of working with challenges. But if you can hold it with kindness, meet it with kindness, let it come, even let the emotion come. As long as we're not driving it, it could be coming up and then purifying. It's just another thing to notice and breathe with and be kind with. If it starts to get overwhelmed and you're pulled into it and it is taking over your perspective, I recommend uh, opening your eyes and just looking at the stillness, the calmness, and maybe the beauty of this room looking out the window, because we're visual animals, when we open our eyes, it, takes a, it will draw our attention. So one way, if you feel sort of overwhelmed by the mind having memory, you can either go to your body, but if it's very overwhelming, you're welcome to open your eyes and say, actually, I'm here now. This is what now looks like. So that can be helpful to have some balance. Uh, if you find that it's too hard to be present while the mind is having strong memory come up. 
Does that touch your question? Yeah. Anybody else with a question about practice? Yeah. You speak up to me. It will be here. Yeah, for about 15, 20 minutes, come to where you're sitting and it will probably involve standing or those who can't stand can probably do some of it in their seated seated posture. So um, just again to underscore that this is a formal metta practice to remind ourselves that we can, we have some influence over what our mind is doing. Very, no control, but some influence. And so today we're patiently influencing the mind to be present versus following thoughts. If you ever walk with a young dog on a beach for every one mile you walk, it runs eight And so your animal body is here, but the mind is covering a lot of territory. And we're saying, hey, mind, look at this stone. Hey, mind, here's a breath. We're showing the mind that it can be well resting in the present. Doing that inspired by kindness, approaching, applying the practice with a mode of kindness, uh, that is a formal kind of metta practice to bring patience, kindness, attentiveness, motivated by kindness, tasting like kindness, into your embodied practice. Breathing or feeling your body while in a still posture in the hall, or bringing your attention to your body while we do walking meditation. So I'll turn uh, our attention over to Christina, who will describe how to do this kindly attending walking meditation. Just checking the sound. Good? Yeah. So we'll be offering more uh, instructions on uh, walking practice, or for some of you where walking may not be accessible, movement practice uh, along the retreat. But for today, it's just an extension of what Timbal already offered us this morning. So how to bring a kind attention into the body to support this here and now presence. So in some ways, it's about landing in your body and landing on the land, landing in this retreat, and using uh, the movement of the body as a way to support that. Uh, So what you might find as well is that being in this beautiful natural setting can be a really great support for this uh, coming into presence. So there's a couple of places where you can do the movement practice or the walking practice. There are many places outside And we also have a a walking hall upstairs. Um, And the invitation is really to, um, for those of you that are also new to this uh, walking practice, to find a particular path to walk back and forth. 
just because in some ways we're also working with uh, supporting the mind to come into a little bit more seclusion. And if we walk around and we want to check out everything around us uh, and going more for a hike, um, we're engaging the mind in a different way. So this is about supporting the mind to come into a here and now presence and having a way that you walk back and forth in a particular walking path will support you in coming into this, uh, into this presence. So I'm going to just demonstrate it. Um, so as you find um, a path where you might walk, you might start with, again, coming into the body, feeling the feet, resting on the ground, just getting oriented to the environment around you. And then as you start walking, finding a pace that actually supports you in coming into presence. So there's no... Um, you don't have to walk really slowly, but find a pace of walking that supports coming into presence for you. So sometimes that might be faster, sometimes it's more slow, uh, but anything that supports the here and now body awareness. And again, with this kind presence. And what might support you is to have the sensation of the feet as a way to bring your awareness of feeling the feet uh, resting on the ground. Uh, or you could also uh, sense the sense of rhythm as you're walking, which it can be really supportive for you. So bringing this kind awareness into the sense of rhythm, walking back and forth. And then, of course, um, there'll be other things known through the uh, walking practice, right? So sights will connect with the eyes, uh, sounds will connect with the ears, smells will connect with the nose, sensations in the body. And it's not to exclude any of those other sense impressions. Um, and actually, you may find, again, being in this beautiful natural environment, that those other sense impressions can really support you in coming into into presence, but then you have your body, and the body is always in the here and now that you can return to and coming back to the feet if the mind gets really engaged with a, with a story about what you are observing. So a continuation of bringing kind awareness to the body, bringing a presence, using the walking practice as a way to uh, um, continue on with this uh, kind, patient way of being with yourself today. So wishing you a good day of practice.